discover how this mum went from divorced, depressed, financially desperate and struggling alone raising three sons with unimaginable medical challenges to absolutely thriving and becoming an Amazon number one best-selling author and parenting coach bringing magic into the lives of others to turn their parenting lives around too. Join me as I talk to Karen Shaw. Welcome to the Empower podcast for mums in business. We are women building a business we love while making a home for the ones we love more than anything. I'm your host, Nicola Hewlin. Join me as I talk to seemingly ordinary women just like me and you as they share their extraordinary stories and inspirational advice to bounce back even stronger from challenging times and thrive in business, motherhood and life. So I'm really excited to introduce today's guest, Karen Shaw. Hi, Karen. Hello. Hi. Lovely to see you, Nicola. Uh, yeah, because we can see each other. You listeners <laughs> get to tune in and we're cheating. We've got video. And I was just admiring Karen's amazing tan. She's been in the garden. She has got a gorgeous, gorgeous tan and I'm feeling rather envious. <laughs> it's just a couple of days. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it tops up quite quickly and you do feel better, don't you? Oh, the sunshine. I mean, it is at the time we're recording this, uh, what are we? We're in June, 25th of June. For those, <laughs> let's, let's timestamp this interview. It is so hot. It is so hot out Absolutely. there. It's like August. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to you. And as you know, um, we're inviting incredible guests onto this interview st- series to share their bounce back stories, stories about how in your life you have faced challenges or tough times or periods of adversity and been able to overcome them. So what is your bounce back story, Karen? Wow, that is a great question. Um, If I go back to 2001 when I got divorced, it was just an absolutely hideous divorce. It was a horrible, horrible time. Now, I've got three boys and my eldest son, he had had a brain hemorrhage at the age of 10 and he had more hemorrhages and aneurysms and we found he had a um, massive heart defect. So he's had operations and that's been ongoing, Nick. You know, since then, it's a long time ago, he's had lots and lots of other things happen to him. Uh, more procedures, more operations and strokes. So that is where Chris is. Now, what had happened was Chris had had his brain hemorrhage when my second son was only weeks old. Gosh. And so when Chris was taken into hospital and on a life support machine and I was still breastfeeding and I couldn't take this baby with me, it was hideous. And of course, this new baby, Hal, was farmed out to anybody that would have him, anybody that could look after him because I just couldn't take him with me. It was a really, really tough time. And not a lot, it took two years before Chris came out of hospital because Chris had lots of rehabilitation. By that time, I had the third boy. And it was very obvious from early on that there were things that were different. And I know that all children are different. I know that, Nick. But Eden just was what later was labelled as on the autistic spectrum. 
So that was my parenting experience with a husband who worked away and abroad for a long time, for weeks, months at a time. I think inevitably that marriage just broke down. So it was tough. It was horrible. It was just a really awful time. And then just after 2001, I met somebody who offered me a job in a new business he was starting called Neuropower. And he introduced me to NLP and I thought, this sounds like me. My degree is in classical literature and drama. And I just love English language and words. So I thought, this sounds really good. He started a new business, showed me the offices. He'd introduced me to his business partner. We'd ordered, get this, Lexus cars, you know, company cars. We had nice Lexus Mm. on order. And then this guy started to get too friendly. He started to be stalkerish and wanted more, and I didn't. And so I wanted to keep it completely professional. On the strength of what was going to be a fantastic salary and a great job, I bought a new house with a mortgage at the time. This is in 2003. I think it was 750 a month. And then because I wouldn't play ball with this guy, I think he disappeared. Disappeared off the face of the earth, left me with no job, no car, no money, no income, and this brand new house that I just bought. So after being really quite depressed in 2001, lifting myself up a bit, by 2003, I'd just gone down so far that I was, I was massively, seriously depressed. I was on Prozac. I was drinking at least a bottle of wine a night, which didn't help being on medication. And that was when I think I've been the nearest to suicidal that I ever want to be. I just wasn't enjoying anything about life. I wasn't enjoying the boys. And... I know I wasn't a good mom. I just couldn't bear what was going on for me. And they're the times when I just was screaming at them all the time and they were arguing and the atmosphere was horrible. And I had a particular challenge with the middle son just in his early teens. And I know that's the time when, and it sounds awful to say this, but if I'd have had a plank of wood, Nick, I'd have beaten him over the head. We really clashed. It was just awful. And I used to watch them go off to school in the morning and I would very often get back in bed or if I could muster up enough enthusiasm, I'd make a cafetiere of coffee and just drink that and do nothing. But one particular morning, I just remembered that this guy had told me about NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. So I went online, found a course And it's really interesting. I love the way the universe works because I'd also got at that point an email and I have no idea how I got this, but it was the Tony Robbins book, Notes from a Friend. I just thought this is interesting. And I just felt that that was a turning point. I felt Mm. that was on the road, you know, for me looking at things in a different way. I didn't know anything about personal development or spiritual development. And that was the start of it. Interestingly enough, when I went online to find NLP courses, I could have found them in Manchester. That's where I was. And yet it was a company called Opal, Optimum Performance and Achievement Limited. And Dr. Michelle Rhodes, who really resonated with me. So I went down to Surrey and did that. And it was the second day sitting in that training room 
where she was trying to explain to us about meta models and programs. And the one that hit me was when she said, nobody can make you anything. Nobody can make you angry. Nobody can make you sad. Nobody can. And I'm going, oh my God, this is what I say to my boys constantly. You're making me angry. You're making me so upset. You're making me mad. And I felt like, and this is the way I describe it, I felt like that electricity through the body when it hit me that I'd been blaming them. I had been blaming them and just giving away my power. And the feeling it was like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you know the nine volt batteries that you put in smoke alarms? That you can put on the end of your tongue as a kid. <laughs> I did. That's exactly it. That's it. You see, I thought, you know, the four of us, we had a strange upbringing. There's four of us in our family. And we used to go, oh, God, dare you, dare yeah, you. dare you. And it's yeah. that fizz. <laughs> Honestly, that's the fizz of this energy. Um, people say goosebumps. People say, well, and I just thought, oh, my goodness, this stuff is incredible. And I went on to do the Master Practitioner course and hypnotherapy and energy therapies. And that was just where the seed was sown to get me into what I absolutely think is my life's path. So I started off doing NLP and um, helping people with phobias. And then I realized I was helping more parents. And because of what I learned and really honestly changed the whole thing around so that I've got the most incredible relationship with the boys. And it was my gift, wasn't it, to be a parenting coach. Um, and I think, you know, I've, I've created, you know, Parenting Magic and the book, which will be out in August. I mean, who thought then I'd be writing a book about this? It wasn't even a vision. It wasn't even something I'd, I'd contemplated. And yet this is where it's led me. So I'm grateful to that experience. But while I was living through it, it was hideous, hideous time. Thank you for sharing your story, you know, so openly and courageously, because I think as, as parents and the majority of people listening to this episode will be parents, it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to share, um, you know, so much pressure to be this perfect parent. And, and, and so thank you for sharing your, your story so openly. And we're recording this at times that are challenging for for most parents you know we're during the the covid lockdown and we have children not going to school and there's been home learning and i'm sure there's been all sorts of pressures but what an in, what an incredibly challenging time you've been through with so much going on on so many yeah. levels what do you think was your uh, secret for surviving i guess up until that nlp turning point that is a good question. I mean, I almost didn't feel like I was. I think I was on the brink of not surviving. You know, I just, it was get them out of the house, have some time to myself, and then just go through whatever happened when they came back in at three or half past three. Yeah. And I don't know what I was doing and what was, I feel like I was hanging on by, you know, skin of my teeth. And if I hadn't just that morning, I remember it so clearly. We had a long hallway and the stairs where you've got the, um, you know, the space underneath the stairs. That's where the laptop was so I could see when the boys were on it. 
so it was there it was a family one and I just thought I never bothered with it this day when I shut the door rather than going back to bed something something made me go onto that laptop and just find that incredible book from Tony Robbins and then of course I've done Tony Robbins courses as well and then finding out about NLP because that obviously it's some, that had been sown hadn't it that seed about brain power and mindset by this guy who'd walked out of my life disappeared off the face of the earth left me in a mess and it had taken me you know two or three years before I'd gone back to it but he was so right he said you know this is right up your street I think you would love this and you know I'm grateful for that Mm. One, of, one of the very interesting things I have to tell you um, a long time later after he'd gone and I couldn't get back in touch with his uh, business partner Lexus Manchester rang me and said your car's ready Miss Shaw <laughs> I can't have it it was gorgeous it was an RX 350 tungsten mist cream weather interior walnut dash and silver trim and so what I did I had a picture of that on my vision board and in October 18 I got my Lexus. Brilliant. What because a, I did. Yeah. What a brilliant <laughs> symbol and milestone. Listen, what you, what you said was really powerful about how you felt you were hanging on and sort of surviving or just surviving. And, and you'd been given that seed of NLP. So my question to you is, what seed can you give to people who are perhaps tuning in and they feel actually I'm in survival mode actually I'm just hanging on actually I can I can relate to a lot of what Karen is describing the situation where she was but they might be saying but I NLP is not for me and and that's not my solution what seed or or gift would you give I think those people in that situation as their first step I think it is that there's always somebody else who's gone through it and there's a belief I have and I think I must have had it then and didn't know that there is a solution there is and if you're open to it and if you can just have that belief that it will it will get better it will something that I know I'd said for a very long time was this too shall pass mm. everything my does. nan used to say that a lot oh, I love yeah. that expression it does you know for the good and the bad things you get through it and of course if anybody is listening they know where I am and I don't now use NLP in its purest sense because the parenting magic has got everything sort of melded into one it's a synthesis of personal development spiritual development and energy therapies and of course, having taught the parenting coaching for a while and then now trained as an energy alignment method mentor, that is so powerful. And I just love helping people. So I think it's just there always is hope. And if you believe it, the universe does respond. The universe is there to support you if you're listening. And it's not to ignore those things. I could have easily, I think, that morning thought, oh, yeah, that bloke told me about something so what make the coffee and go back to bed but there's something inside and I do think that people know when it's time to make that change it's like I've had enough I've had enough of this so start putting out that there is something and watch for the signs 
and yeah rather than just ignore things what helps you keep the belief in those in those tough times because hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it I, yeah. I mention that word each time you know when we're we've got the 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 story that we're telling and we're we're kind of out the other end and we can tell that story retrospectively reality being when we're in the thick of a challenge or in the eye of the storm and we can't see that light at the end of the tunnel we, we don't know if and when things are going to change having that belief is so important I'm totally with you on that what helps what helps you and what could help our audience keep that belief well, I do I do it now and I think it's brilliant is to even if you feel like you have to force yourself go and get a magazine go and get a travel brochure go and look at gorgeous clothes go and do something even if you don't feel like it because once you've almost it is a little bit like forcing yourself to do it I know what happens to me if I'm looking oh my god look at those beaches look at that holiday place that in itself is going to change your vibration because you can't look at that and still feel really down it does it doesn't work that is your you know it's a visual and of course everything we experience is a vibration isn't it we only experience the whole world through vibration and frequencies so if you are seeing that if you've got yourself a nice cup of coffee and you're tasting that and you can just focus on that it will help to change the way you're feeling about it so it's almost like yeah, and that's why I think vision boards work so well, isn't it? Because you've got all these nice things surrounding you. Get out from the state you're in, I think. That's it. Change the state of where you are. Because if we keep on focusing and staying in that energetic space, the same room, it's not going to help lift us or, or move how we're feeling. Absolutely. And for, for those, I'm sure lots of our listeners have heard of vision boards. And mm -hmm. how would you describe it to anybody who's going vision board? What's a vision board? Yeah, it's all the nice images that like we've just said, if you're looking at a, a magazine and you are seeing beautiful beaches or houses you would like, clothes you would like, that is great to have on a like a cork board or a big piece of paper, flip chart paper, because what happens is if they are in your environment, you don't have to sit and stare at them all day, but in your peripheral vision, they are making their way into your reality. What's very interesting, Nick, is though that having done um, the energy alignment method, we do vision boards slightly different to just looking at nice pictures. We sway on it. Ah. Because your energy, yeah, it's so brilliant. You're gonna need to, I, I am familiar with energy alignment method. Yeah. You're going to need to explain what sway means to our audience. I will do. Yes, it's, um, if anybody knows about pendulums or dowsing, pendulums, I mean, um, it's, it's you, you use your own body as, as, as um, a, a device that will show you where your energy is. Did that make sense? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, because we're energetic beings, aren't we? We are, the energy is flowing through us all the time. And when we are, inflow doing something that resonates with us we usually are going to be moving forward that's what flow is that's how you know we know we're doing the right thing so with eam we start with asking a really simple question we stand with feet hip width apart nice and relaxed and you can either ask the question or make the statement my name is now, because that is your truth and you are in flow with that because you've used that or heard it all your life, the idea is that you'll move forward. 
And so you go forward with it and it's fantastic. Then you tell um, a lie, you'll say something that is not true and hopefully you'll go backwards because you are not in flow with that truth. Of course, like anything, it can work slightly differently that's why you work with a mentor isn't it yeah you know, that's why you have a practitioner because sometimes I wasn't I wasn't in flow with my own name when I started my energy was completely out of here not surprising really not, surpri yeah, my not own surprising name. with everything you've been through and I did um so Yvette Taylor is the yeah. founder creator of the energy alignment method and I remember doing her challenge she ran a free uh, Facebook challenge quite a few years ago now and it was incredible. might be the same one i did 2015 is when i first did yeah. my free sounds about sounds about right and it was just incredible you become your own a bit like um <clears throat> it's almost like a combination between you know the water diviners you know when you yeah. hold a bit like a com i felt like my body was either a water diviner or, or a bit like a lie detector test you know if I, if I sway forward it's yes and that's yeah. and back it was an incredible experience um and you're right we are all energy let's so let's bring that focus to children because you know you are all about parenting in the work that you do as a parenting coach parenting magic the books that you've written and and you bring this wealth of personal experience and wisdom and all these modalities that you you brought together to help parents parenting is not an easy gig at the best of times is it you know nope. I've got two children mine are older now 23 and 17 we still have our moments and there are all sorts of different challenges that parents face every child is different with different needs uh, different circumstances different personalities um, it really is a challenging gig. And I know that you feel so passionately about empowering parents with certain, can I use the word tools? You know, yeah. what, what, you know we, yeah. we, we're not given a manual with parenting. We're not handed this toolbox and like parenting no. Swiss army knife and go, right, this, this will serve. So I, I would love for today's interview to be that opportunity to, for parents that are listening, mm -hmm. what are the, gems or seeds that you yeah. would like every parent to have that might help them out in their next kind of challenging or oh shit moment as a parent well I think that's really interesting for me is that we don't realize that and I call it kinetically parenting and what I mean by that is kinetics is movement we know that everything movement and motion and the thing is that your child or your children and you are this energy in motion constantly and it's the energy of that that is influencing the children and of course theirs does you because we we communicate energetically even when we speak that's an energy every word has a frequency and so we know don't we you've either got positive words or negative words negative words have got that low vibration and people feel bad about it so it's to be as positive and if and effective as we can be with the language we use and that the energy that we're giving off i know Masaru Emoto has got that fantastic book, hasn't he? Messages in Water, where he labelled water in bottles with either positive words or negative words or played positive or 
not nice music to it or said things. And when the water was frozen, the crystals were beautiful in all the positive, nice side of things. We're up to 70% water. Mm. So everything that we're thinking, everything we're saying is affecting us. And then because we've got an electromagnetic uh, frequency that we emit it's affecting the children that are coming to it so I think if we can start just by realizing that we are all energetic beings and we're influencing so much and I love the language side of it because this beautiful unconscious mind that we've got still can't process negatives doesn't really understand language and of course children up to the age of seven when we call that an imprint uh, age they, they, I think they're even more connected to their unconscious still and they are in their purity and in their truth and then it gets knocked out of them because they've got to conform. Mm. I just think yeah. it's so hard for parents because one of the things that parents say often is you know they do love the children unconditionally and I just would ask people to look at that because very often it's conditional. We don't think it is, it still is, because we go from just accepting them as this beautiful bundle of joy to expecting of them. And I don't think very often we step into their shoes and actually wonder what's going on for them. A child doesn't behave uh, for no good reason. It doesn't matter what a child does. And I would say it's not even misbehaving ever, because they behave in the only way they can with what's available to them. And that's a tough Such one. A, that's a tough one, isn't it? It's a, it's a tough one for parents to hear. Yeah, let me just ponder that as I think about, you know, my son is 17. We're in the, uh, in the thick of it. He's an, he's an amazing, amazing child. And we have quite a few conversations about life during lockdown and how that should look yeah. as a 17 year old boy. We have very different opinions. I bet. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I think what, yeah, what, what we also do is like this thing about, you know, they should be doing this, but, you know, according to who? Mm. According to who? According to you, because why? You know best, you've got the best interests at heart. And I get that, I've been through it, you know, obviously with teenage boys. Um, and it's a really difficult one to swallow sometimes, but the way they learn better is to experience it. Definitely, definitely. I I love um I love your work and you kindly did this amazing from survival to thrival um parenting mini series video workshops yeah. didn't you for uh, yeah. when we we're putting together the lots of free curating lots of free support at the start yeah. of the covid outbreak <clears throat> and I you know loved all of your videos that you you provided and I know I'm really excited obviously my children are older but um I'm really excited for I was excited to share that program and for your book that's on its way as well which I know is on the verge of being published where it is I actually got the uh, Amazon link to pre-order yesterday I think it's wow. like oh, it's really awesome. <laughs> and you know what that's like it's just like wow this is a really exciting stage I do. And, you know, I like to ask our guests for, you know, what are your top tips and parents are, and I know everything is in that book. So mm -hmm. I wanted to 
mention your book, Parenting Magic, and we'll put a link in the show notes because I think every parent should have a bit of parenting magic in their life, no matter how old they, their children are. And I've read that's your, right, isn't it? I read because your manuscript. What, what? I was I had a sneaky sneaky preview, didn't I? <laughs> did. Yes, thank you very much, and uh, have written a really really helpful and lovely endorsement because. You, you don't have to be a parent, really, do you, Nick? That book is about communication. Mm. It really is about communication and how to effectively have great relationships. And Absolutely. of course, there are bits of it that are. And, and specifically for different ages, because I think if we don't realise that our children are going through incredible changes, especially through those terrible twos or the teens, if we have got no concept of what's happening in the brain and child development, then I don't think we can, we're not armed with understanding the behaviour. And that's when I think we can choose things that aren't as effective. Yeah, I think that makes a huge difference. And you know, we we're talking about bouncing back. And I think as a parent to be able to bounce through bounce back from challenges in our parenting and with with our children and i think it's really important to for a parent to to feel to be equipped with information yeah. and understanding and tools yeah. and there's so much of that in your book which is why i'm really passionate to to mention it today and include it in in the show notes Things like, you know, it's simple things like, I can't remember how old my children were. I think my daughter was already gone through the teen stage when a really good friend of mine, Ruth, uh, Ruth Oshikanlu, who you know, yes. who does a lot of work with, with parents. And um, it was her. I met, I met Ruth, I don't know, was it maybe like seven, eight years ago? And she explained to me about the changes in the teenage brain and how, you know, it's a physical neurological change that happens in the brain. There's part of the brain that switches off um, because around about that age, they need to be able to emotionally disconnect and disconnect and reject to a degree so that in caveman days, they would have gone off and found their own yeah. cave and been okay with that. But obviously society has changed. And I, I really wasn't aware of that at the time that it was actually, and I just thought it was a behavioral thing and hormones flying, not that it was an actual physical neurological change in the brain. And there was a reason for it. And just knowing that one thing helps keep everything in perspective. Just that one piece of information change, changes so much. Yeah, what, there's a section in the book. No, there's a section in the book where I called it. Uh, you know, it's 21 things your teen would tell you if they knew, because mm -hmm. they don't know what's going on. And I was, oh, you know, I didn't know this when my teenager wanted to stay in his pit till three o'clock. It was like that's yep. because he didn't fall asleep till four yep. because his man, um, melatonin hadn't kicked in and they need more sleep and they're going through growth spurts and there's bits of the brain that are not winding. So, oh, that makes sense. If we have just that information, I think we can step back and go, I understand why. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that is the worst time, isn't it, to start saying to them, you know, um, you should be up now, get up, I say so. It's like, worst time to be yeah, attempting. Yeah, absolutely. Completely resonates. 
Karen, we're coming towards the end of our time. Well, we have reached the end, but I want to ask you one last thing. Would you leave our audience with what we call your bounce back invitation, either a question you'd like our audience to think about or a bounce back challenge for them? What's your bounce back invitation? What I would like them to think about is, well, in, in parenting, I want them to answer the question, why? Why did they have children? That might sound really mm. strange. And then when you, if you analyze it and work out why you had it, and then really, really think about what the role of parent and child is. Because what that'll do is it will give them the beliefs and if you can, if you at least know where your beliefs are, I think you can start looking at situations that you're in differently. And awesome. just know, yeah, I think very profound. So, audience, if you've tuned into a number of ep- episodes, you'll already know that we want to hear from you. What's come up for you thinking about Karen's bounce back question? And you can share with us on the hashtag bounce back stronger. Karen, thank you so much for sharing your incredible journey and story with such openness and vulnerability. A really precious gift and for sharing your wisdom with us today. It means a lot. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. To all our listeners, thanks for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empower podcast for mums in business. And thanks goes to our podcast series sponsors, Bounce Life, insurance to protect you, your business and your family. To get your free startup and business growth kickstart guide and to find out about our Empower community, go to empower.global.